Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. Coming to you from the X Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this John of All Trades podcast promo. Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Brian. No, that's this is my announcer voice, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Should I do this as my real self? Oh, shucky darn. Hi, this is Brian Cummings. You're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Okay, do it straight. Hi, this is Brian Cummings, and actually you are listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Send money. And real estate. Welcome to another Real Nerds Podcast interview from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast live on Denver Pop Culture 19 floor. We are with Bernie, and Bernie is a writer. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello. How are you today? I'm okay. Doing, doing, doing good so far. It's day three and going strong. <laughs> so when you get to day three of a con, is, uh, is all the energy left you? Well, no, I'm still going good. This is the day where I spent the last two days, everyone says... I can't buy it now, but I'll buy it later, and I'll buy it later. Well, now it's later, and I'm yeah. good to go. It's, it's, they buy it now or else, so <laughs> or I'm, else. I, I'm good to go. Awesome. So uh, you write Halloween books, it yes. appears. You have a very cool vest with bats on it. Um, tell us about your books. Okay. I Halloween's always been my favorite holiday, even even way back when, before I could rem, 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 remember. But way back in the day, even in the 70s, Halloween was a lot scarier than it is now. There's all this... Disneyfication. Go everywhere and you see either a Disney uh, princess or a Marvel uh, su- super superhero. And I always knew Halloween is a lot scarier than that. People don't know how old it is. It's not a couple hundred years old. It's a couple thousand years old. And I got just got curious. It used to be the night you, that you kept your kids indoors. What were they scared of way back when in the old Irish Celt days? The holiday, the the uh, culture that that brought this holiday to America. The old Irish, Irish, Irish Celts, they were afraid of stuff that would turn your hair white. And it's just been lost to, to, to history, whitewashed over so many vampire and uh, Frankenstein movies. And I just, uh, they wanted, I wanted to bring the real Halloween back, the scary one. So I've written a book here that deals with the, the only people left in America trying to keep Halloween scary. Who are these people? It's the cosplayers, it's the uh, home haunters, and the heroes of my book are haunted house actors. They're constantly pushing back against people who say, this is supposed to be a kid's holiday. No, it isn't. It's supposed to be scary, scary, scary. And then these 
the Irish monsters, they wake up, they pop back up, and the, my, my heroes find themselves as the only people left who are still scary. You know, back in the day, scary costumes were a defense. Jack-o'-lanterns were a defense to keep you alive on the night where if you were caught outside you'd be you'd be you'd be uh, a killed dead and afraid and and Elsa or a Thor costume on Halloween just ain't gonna cut it <laughs> they're gonna eat you alive and be and laugh while they're doing it so my haunted house actors they have to teach everyone how to be scary scary again in the face of um, lots of uh, blood and gore so Awesome. So, I mean, Trick or Treat, the movie, informed me of some of these older Halloween traditions of the jack-o'-lantern and not blowing out the candle. Yes. Um, how did you find research in all this? Where, where, where does one go to find old-school Halloween scary stuff? Well, there's, there's all kinds of, uh, of old-school. I, I did a lot of reading there. I found a, found a great book. It's about two inches thick. It's full of nothing but Irish ghost lore, uh, a fairy fairy lore and it goes on and on and on it goes with hundreds of monsters we've f forgotten all about the irish invented the headless horseman he was their version of the grim weeper who only he 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 had his head he has carried it in his, in his hand but he was the one if you're going to die he'd come and grab you and i found all, there's all kinds of nifty nifty stuff like that which and if you just go looking in the local library even on the internet w wikipedia has some stuff you've never you never never heard of as, as well so I chose the uh, uh, best of like you mentioned a, a trick or treat Sam there mm -hmm. you've heard of uh, Sam Hain or or it's pronounced Samhain the M is silent but Halloween also used to be called a long time ago a puka's night a puka was the Halloween boss monster he was a man eating 10 foot tall shape 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 shifting demonic horse he, uh, he would, uh, on the Halloween was the last night of the harvest. You had to leave out some of your food on your front porch, or he would come and eat you. That's the origin of trick or treating, right then and there. And he's the boss monster villain of this new movie here. So just, just go, just you, you go search, and ye shall find. Just be, <laughs> just be curious, and it's easily accessible. You just got to go, go look. What do you think is the scariest Halloween monster? S some reason. It always stuck with me. I always had a thing for the headless, headless, headless horseman. I don't know why, because he, he doesn't he doesn't monologue. I suppose he just either uh, tramples you over or impales you with a sword. I always liked him, man of uh, of a few words. But now more have been introduced to the uh, uh, a puka here, the, the uh, shape shifting thing. He was shape shifting before Stephen King's It was. You know, he predates that by about a thousand years. So he, so he's. I, I love a good. Uh, Monster that doesn't anything that doesn't screw around, just bite your head off and moves on to the next <laughs> next next victim. I like I like stuff like that. And so then I guess the other what's the scariest story you've read? Ooh, that's a. But there's so many to to choose from. You know what the the the, the scariest movie of recent times? You know, it, where you where you, you can't beat the original Alien, but I really like the uh, Ring from 2003. As far as scary stories. Maybe I'm hard to scare. I'd have to. I'd, uh, yeah. I'd have to go back. You know, um, a, a movie has that immersive in, 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 in environment. But I, I've read the Halloween Tree by Ray, Ray Bradbury. I've read Something Wicked This Way Comes. All my uh, son really, he's dived into every edition of Dracula you, you can find. Uh, Frankenstein, but original Edgar Allan Poe stories. Maybe you know the the the, um, the um, I'm gonna draw in a blank. The one where the guys bricked up into the into the wall. The uh, cask of uh, no, yeah. um, but, uh, What is that uh, one? Let's go with. The, what is it? No, the uh, the um, 
let's just go with pitting the pendulum. Let's, we'll, yeah, let's there we go. That. You know, I always thought the Telltale Heart was really a great story I too like because it, yeah. there's an urgency to that one yeah. that uh, and it's it's all the in the imagery. first person. It's a uh, it's yeah. a guy rambling the the, the whole time and you yeah. kind of caught up as he. As it, as it gets faster and faster and faster. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of those post stories have very minimal dialogue. It's just you in the moment. So. I, and when you write uh, a scary story, I mean, you have to paint that picture for people. Or the other opposite side is you leave a lot of it to their imagination. Which way do you like to go on that? I, I like to say I paint a hollow room and let them fill it in. Well, I kind of uh, pop in what the... I do very short sentences when, it, when it's a very intense situation. When the uh, when the uh, when my when my when my hero is staring the monster down, I shorten everything up. He, all he gets is little one one syllable words. Say, "Oh no, uh, uh, a fear, pain, death." You're, where, where there's no time to think, You're, you, you got to run or you, or you or you or you die. I try to shorten it up to let you know how much time you don't have to to, to live there. So there is a lot of. It is a lot of uh, colorful language, just not very much of it. Is it? I love that. Where can we find your books? At the moment, the the first novel, When Halloween Was Was Green, is available on Amazon at this very moment. Now that that title, When Halloween Was Was When Halloween Was Green, refers to the uh, green as for the Irish Celts, who we owe for bringing us this great holiday. It's on Amazon right now. Now, just two weeks ago, my second novel came out. It's a horror with a more of a, a sci-fi blend. It's called The Last Reincarnation of Stephen, Stephen Kinder. It's about aliens in that same situation. Aliens which exist just outside of human perception and they enjoy screwing with us, as it were. They're ruining our lives or they're ob- observing us. They're uh, sticking it to us. We can't do a dang thing about it until one guy discovers well, he can see them and yes, maybe I better do something about it. And uh, that, that, that one's also a lot of... Um, introspective mood fiction where he when he goes into the realm where the aliens are and he can see them and he doesn't understand it and this one's told in the first person so it's a lot of sparse language like oh no ooh ah but it lets you fill in a great deal I can't beat your imagination you know what when you give someone a chance they'll write their own book in their head they'll tell their own story and they'll write it best for them because they know how their own imagination works yeah and this book, The Last Reincarnation of Stephen Kinder, just barely came out. It's not even on Amazon yet. Anyone who's bought one at this convention, they, they've seen it before the world does. They get it first. Very cool. Well, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to sit with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you got you. it. This has been another Real Nerds Podcast interview from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. See you next year. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Neighborless Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.